This episode is in partnership with Roomvo. Roomvo is the number one room visualization tool used by manufacturers, retailers across the globe. To find out more information, visit get.roomvo.com. Trying to make a photograph of a bedroom fitted in grey carpet look interesting is just <laughs> just impossible, basically. Not enough money, too much work. Say so that's probably the, the the biggest mistake I made, but hindsight's a brilliant thing, isn't it? Josh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, first question, and one of the most important ones, uh, who is Josh Burton Flooring Solutions? Hi, so I am a floor layer, predominantly carpets. Um, I do a lot of naturals, sisal, seagrass, jute, that kind of thing. Um, try and avoid the seagrass because it's horrific. <laughs> um, loads of stair runners. I have been doing a bit of Roger Oates and Off the Loom flat weave recently. Um, yeah. But yeah, predominantly carpets, bit of vinyl, some laminate, um, LBT as well. But yeah, gen- generally the majority of the work is is just carpets or textiles. Class. And whereabouts are you located? Um, I am in the East Riding of Yorkshire. Lovely, lovely. And so where did it all start, Josh? How did you get into the flooring industry? Uh, I actually started at 16 when I left school with my dad. Um, joined a company that he worked for as his apprentice, just as a bit of a stopgap, really, to try and do something after leaving school because I just wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And then it just spiralled from there. Ended up going self-employed and working with my uncle um, when we both left where we started. And then got myself a van a couple of years after that and went self-employed, well, properly self-employed and have been for four years, maybe five years now. Yeah. So you don't work with your uncle or your dad anymore? Are they are they still in the industry or are they are they retired? No, they're both still in the industry. Um my dad is employed by a company, my uncle's still self self-employed. But both both still in the industry, but I don't work. I sometimes get my dad in on jobs, on big jobs when I need him. Yeah. But generally don't I don't work with either of them particularly now, no. I cover a different area to to where where we used to work. Okay, and and how do you get most of your work at the moment? Because you, by the sounds of it, not, you're not just doing. I, I won't be unfair, but um, not normal carpets. You know, you're not just sticking. By the sounds of what you said, you're not just putting cream carpets in every day. So how how are you getting the work at the moment? So the vast majority of my work is subcontracting. Okay. Um, standard carpets I do really close to home. Um, the the higher end higher end stuff the more complicated stuff is over Leeds way like kind of out out between well just out out in the sticks higher ground in Leeds <laughs> yeah, but, yeah basically that's where all the size is yeah, <laughs> yeah. where all the money is is that what you're trying to say <laughs> pretty much yeah the size is a bit of one of those you've, you've got to have I think quite a bit of money to to be looking at that sort of thing and you find it's quite an interior designer driven product as well they like the the texture and stuff of that 
that kind of style flooring. And then you do some of your own work as well? Yes. So generally my own work seems to be LVT. Okay. Most Mostly herringbone, obviously, as everyone else's is at the minute. Um, but yeah, generally it's, it's pretty much LVT of my own stuff. The odd bit of carpet and, and that, but but generally LVT. If you could plan your week out, uh, what what's the dream week for you? What what would you rather be fitting? I love fitting sizel. Everyone says I'm mad. <laughs> um, I just I just think it looks fantastic, and obviously it's you've got all the um, benefits of of it being natural, the renewable um, side of it, and it's just I just think it looks fantastic, and it's not a bit of grey carpet, you know. Trying to make a photograph of a bedroom fitted in grey carpet look interesting is just yeah, <laughs> just impossible, basically. Um, so I, I happily fit sizal day in, day out. I'm sure if I was doing that, I'd get sick of it eventually. My, I'm sure my hands wouldn't thank me for it either. No. But yeah, I do I do really enjoy that. And the Roger Oates is, is lovely to fit as well. Again, it's nice, nice for picture opportunities at the end of the job as well. Yeah, it looks a little bit more interesting. Is it? Um, I mean, excuse my complete ignorance because I'm from a wood background. But is it? Is it any different to to fit and cut and work with? I know it feels different. I've you know I've had sizal in different projects I've worked on. But what what are the differences in your opinion between a standard grey carpet and a you know a really sort of nice, I would like, like to say a basket weave sizal that type of you know like a crucial trading type of thing. What what's the difference in the fitting? Uh, so your sizal is done on a double stick ins- installation. Um, so you grip up around the edge as normal, but with blind gripper instead of gripper with pins in it. Um, then you use a tackifier to stick your underlay down, which is has to be um, really high density. And then you stick your sizal, jute, seagrass, whatever it is, on top of that. Yeah. And obviously it is, it is tough to cut. Um, it's it's also susceptible to moisture, uh, so you don't really want it in kind of like wet areas, like your like bathroom and stuff like that. Same same as you'd probably try and do with with your wood. You know, you don't want to be subjecting it to too much moisture. No. Oh, class. And what what is there any jobs you've done since you've completely gone on your own that have really stood out? What's the best job you've done and you've walked away and thought that was that's the bollocks that. There's two that spring to mind. One was only a few weeks ago that every all the other fitters at the shop are saying that's the that's the stair runner of the year, um, which was just a beautiful new build house. looks Looks like they've flattened the old house, built a new one, double staircase. Um, it was in any anywhere size, also it's a polypropylene size, which I'm not the biggest fan of because the biggest benefit of the size is that it's you know natural and you don't have kind of all the plastics going going into into the um environment but it did look fantastic so it was um cotton bound i did the cotton binding then stair rods on fanned fanned out over the bottom three stairs into a lovely hallway with herringbone um wood floor down and the other one would be a spiral staircase that I did a couple of Christmases ago and I turned up to the house and it was an next floor layer. <laughs> and you know, you know, the sort where they say, Oh, I used to do this job. And you know, there's six, 700 grand's worth of car on the drive. And I'm thinking, well, you obviously don't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was a spiral staircase. 
Uh, they had had it bespoke made this um, these stairs and followed the curves all the way down. Stair rods on that. Um, and at the end of the job, he he said, "God, you're really good at your job." And I thought, well, you can't get a much much better compliment than a than a floor layer who he he was talking to me about um, body and border carpets and that sort of thing. So he obviously knew what he was doing when he was fitting, uh, but he owns a. I think it's some sort of technology company now. So he's well out of floor lane. <laughs> no, we've, I think we've all, we've all had them ones. I think I used to have the ones. So, oh, well, I used to be a joiner. Oh, my dad, my dad's a joiner. Oh, my dad's a builder. Uh, but, uh, you know, I own a pet shop now or something like that. You know? yeah. <laughs> but none of us wanted to do the flooring. <laughs> no, no. It's like, oh, well, we've got you here. Oh, brilliant. So, <laughs> so, um, over the years, you must have made some, but what what's the biggest mistake you've ever made, either in business as general or out on a job? I would probably say leaving it so long before going self-employed. I think I was taken advantage of. Maybe is the is the best way to put it as a like an employed fitter. Yeah, not enough money, too much work. I'd say that's probably the 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 biggest mistake I made. But hindsight's a brilliant thing, isn't it? So overworked and underpaid and undervalued. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you found being the real pros to being self-employed? What what do you like so much about it? I just like that when you're busy and you're grafting late on a night and stuff, you know that the money's coming to you and you're not kind of lying in someone else's pocket. Um, whether that's a bit greedy of me or not, I don't know. But I just, I like knowing that when I'm putting the graft in, it's me benefiting from it rather than kind of it being someone else that mainly benefits from me and me that gets a little bit extra for it. Yeah. And and your own work, how are you mostly getting it at the moment? How's it coming to your phone? Generally word of mouth. Um, so friends of friends or people I've worked for who've, who've passed, passed details on. I've got a couple of builders who when those jobs come up, it's, you know, two, two weeks worth of work. It's big, either big extensions or, or big, like new builds. So they're, they're nice ones to have, but obviously they don't come around too often. Um, but yeah, it's, it's handy to have. So most of it is word of mouth. And then obviously the, the shops are, are giving me plenty as well. Cause they're, they're stacked out at the minute too. And so do you just work on your own or have you got an apprentice? How's it, uh, you know? Uh, one of work? the shops I work for, I've got an apprentice that I'm helping to train, but the rest of it is just on my own. I'd love my own apprentice, but I find they're difficult to come by, the ones that want to graft and <laughs> kind of, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's hard, isn't it, trying to find someone that fits fits the bill of of what you what you want for your business, I suppose, because they are representing you at the end of the day, aren't they? Have you had any over the years? Have you got rid of some or have you what's your experience with them? Um I've had three or four, I think. Yeah. And they were they were all right. But then they all want a load more money without being able to do enough work to kind of justify the money that they're asking for. And it, it's just you get to a point where they're not happy with what they're earning and you're kind of stuck in a hard spot of, well, 
you're not actually doing the work to make the extra money that you want paying. So it's, it's you, you know, as a business, it's it's got to make business sense as well as obviously liking them, which generally I try, you know, the ones that you don't like, obviously don't don't stay for long because you just don't get on together um, and you know, you spend a lot of time with each other, don't you? So it's, it's hard finding, or, or I found it's hard finding someone who kind of wants to graft and you get on with. Yeah, I think the challenge you've got now is you can go and pick boxes or deliver boxes and do, you know, for Amazon or other companies on, I don't know, 11, 12 pounds an hour. So the, the young yeah. lads and girls, they can, they can still buy the 200 quid trainers and drink champagne on a Friday thinking they're uh, some sort of a uh, YouTuber. Uh, but, yeah. then when, but then when you're you know, paying them sort of, you know, a couple hundred, whatever on an apprenticeship a week, you, know, you can't get a set of trainers for that when you when you're that type of youth. So, yeah. Uh, but they can't see the bigger picture. They can't see that, uh, or some some can. Um, it's a bit unfair to tad everyone with the same brush. But they're looking at the now and the um, what's going on right now, rather than you know if you can give them a, a van and it lets you, well put some size in it and say right go and fit that. There's a lot more in, you know earning potential. Um, yeah. And then you've also got the risk, unfortunately, of them setting up on their own. So it's like a vicious circle, but it's a necessary evil to expand your business is to yeah. look after stuff. Yeah, and I think we've got a huge shortage of new blood coming into the trade as well. I, I assume it's the same in the wood flooring world. It's, I think it's in every world. I think trying to yeah. staff is the number one uh, pain to grow in a business in it. And that doesn't matter if it's carpet, wood, you know, marketing, anything like that. It, it's finding the right people that, that you connect with. Um, you know, I think it has got to be the number one issue. Yeah. There's all the things about things going up in price and all that, but everyone's used to that, but actually trying to find the right people, it, it takes a lot of effort and a lot of graft to, to re and then to retain them, to keep your retention. So, yeah. So, What's next for 2023? Um, what have you got any any plans on the cards for next year? Just keep going as we're going. I think um, I'm doing quite quite a bit of the binding now on the the runners. Um, so just all in house, we do do the full lot. So I'll take take the materials from the shop, go to the job, um, cut everything up to size, shape, take it off, bind it and fit it the next day. So we're kind of turning around staircases in two or three days instead of waiting for other people to bind them yeah. and potentially cutting them one day, going back two or three weeks later to fit it. So, I, you know, that that's that's going well. And I do quite enjoy still fitting the the standard sort of carpets as well. It's It just takes the pressure off with kind of, thinking about jobs too much you know they're nice and nice and simple usually so just i think keep going as we're going hopefully get some more of the flat leaves in because they've been it's been a hard slog to kind of get into that world yeah so hopefully they'll keep keep trickling in obviously the you know when people are paying 180 pounds a linear meter for them it, it's a certain certain sort of client so you're not getting those jobs day in day out up here i know the lads in london get a lot of that sort of work.
but the money down there in the right areas is obviously massive. Whereas we're quite sparsely populated up here in the in the wealthier areas. So but small pockets, I think. Small pockets. Yeah. Small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just just keep keep plodding on, I think, and hopefully we don't get hit as hard as we're being told we're going to be by recession, and we'll take it as we go, I suppose, and hope for hope for the best. I think my, my estimations, I think we're going to have a quiet quarter one. So January, February, March, I think we're all going to feel it like in the back pocket after Christmas. And then my hope is quarter two onwards. I think everyone will just push on um, and we'll, you know, people are always still going to be doing the houses, et cetera. So that's my estimations. As if I'm right or I'm wrong, I, I, I don't know, but I just got this inkling that that's what's going to happen um so with the more specialist carpets have you done many training courses is it all self-taught how how did you start going into that is the training courses i don't know i'm more inquisitive yeah so um i went down to fitter and um, the flooring industry training association i believe that stands for yeah um, who were linked in with the nicf yeah so I went down there and did their naturals course, which, in fairness, I knew pretty much all of already, but it gave me the confidence that I did know what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and to go out and, you know, when you're sticking everything down to someone's floor, it's not the sort of thing you want to kind of just go and have a go at and take lightly, is it? It's no. <laughs> or do twice. <laughs> yeah. So I went on that. Um, I've been on Paddy McNicholas's one of his courses and I'm booked on again for another one in January. Um, I've not been on loads. I'm waiting on going on the Roger Oates course at some point, hopefully early in the new year. We were supposed to be on it this year, but um, it got cancelled for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a few courses. There's floor skills and um, fitter that offer kind of a wide spectrum of carpet, vinyl, commercial stuff um, and like your LVT and things like that. Then obviously you've got Paddy who does his, all the LVT courses. I'm sure more that I'm missing. Um, CP assessments isn't too far from me and they do some bits of courses as well as apprenticeships. And will we see you entering uh, Carpet Fit with the uh, Harrogate? <laughs> um, not next year, certainly not, no. <laughs> I, I think I'm, I've, I've got a good few years more experience to build before I, before I start uh, looking at anything like that. But I, I would love to at some point. It's just, I think, confidence. Um, you know, a lot of the lads that are that are entering that have got a good few years' experience on me. No offence to any of them. <laughs> no, no we've, we've got Dan Evans on, I think. Uh, I think he's on this week. I think he, he, he postponed for a week or so. We've got Dan Evans this year's winner on in a couple of weeks. Uh, but it, I had a very brief conversation with him. And I was just amazed with, the the sort of level of um I, I, I well I didn't know anything about the competition as I'm not from the carpet background but the hoops you've got to jump through to get through each round and things and I thought well oh, yeah that is actually a quite a quite a sort of a achievement really to get through all the hoops so yeah so that, yeah. That, I'm looking forward to that podcast it's coming coming soon um so what we're gonna do is a bit of a quick fire bit of a um. Sort of, a, we always do it in tradition. So, um, five guys or dominoes 
and why? Which one? Um, probably Domino's, just freeze because they deliver to our house and we've not got a five guys anywhere near. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so are we... Um... I had someone else on the podcast uh, last week from Manchester, and in Manchester you can get Five Guys delivered. I was I was absolutely amazed. So it's, uh, I'd probably eat it more if that was the case. <laughs> I think I would. It's, uh, probably uh, not not uh, to feed a family of four for fifty quid, but yeah, it, uh, that's the only bad thing about it, isn't it? <laughs> so uh, sc- sunbathing or skiing? Probably skiing, although I'm terrible at it. But I get too bored sunbathing doing nothing. Brilliant. And if you won 10 million on the lottery tonight, what would you spend it on? That's a good one. I'd probably try and invest as much as I could. Buy a house in the middle of nowhere, cover it with sizal, <laughs> and um, probably some sort of warehouse to set the all the binding side of things up in and then just keep plodding along nice and easy with work, I think. A couple of days a week. Yeah, nice, nice. Just pick cream of the crop jobs, and uh, and with that ten million, would there be any cars on the list? What you, what would be your go-to car or van? Um, I'm sure that I'm sure I'd find find some for a car somewhere. I don't know what it'd be. In all honesty, probably something nice and big and comfortable, rather than something ridiculously sporty. Um, maybe. Maybe a Range Rover, a nice Range Rover Sport or something like that. With, with a roof rack on to get the size of it. <laughs> <laughs> and the last question, mash, roasties or chips? Mash. Brilliant. Love it. And where can the listeners find you, Josh? What social platforms are you on? Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Josh Burton Flooring Solutions. And I think I am on LinkedIn, but I'm not really up with LinkedIn. I don't really get it, if I'm totally honest. So I am on there under Josh Burton, I think, but I suspect it's really out of date and it might even be back from my days as a personal trainer. So it might not even be flooring related. (laughs) (laughs) So probably Instagram and, and Facebook. Instagram and Facebook are the ones, yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, it's been great to have you on and get your... Thanks for uh, Yeah, well, thank you very much. If you'd like to find out more information about what we do, you can visit our website at cockerellandco.co.uk. That's cockerellandco.co.uk. We also have an Instagram account, which is Cockrell & Co. And also we are on Facebook. Once again, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And we look forward to seeing you here again soon.